It's just so weird. It's so weird. Seeing you without a crown. It's weird, man. I, I'm not wearing a hat. Yeah, I, I deep conditioned my hair last night, and I like to let my lovely locks breathe You're, the uh, day after a deep conditioning. Your mane is flowing. I, I'm letting my freak flag fly for whatever <laughs> scraps of it there are left that are left. Uh, <laughs> how are you? I'm good, man. I tell you, I was just telling, <laughs> yesterday on 35, the, there wasn't a stop. There wasn't a, you know, it was not screwed up with a, but it was just nuts. And right. Every lane. This was, um, I guess, uh, 9, 30, 10 o'clock uh, yesterday morning, and it, every lane was full going northbound, every lane. <laughs> it felt like a NASCAR race, you know. Everybody's like, side right. side, you know, a lot. And cars are just – I saw how these accidents happened yesterday. They drift into the other lane. like That right, goes on a lot in this town for some bizarre reason. It's totally nuts, man. There's right. this guy in this van, and I guess he's a painter or something because he's got ladders hanging on the top of the van, and the back of the van is low. It's like a lowrider van. Right. Right. And uh, he just drifts over into the – he's in the middle lane. He just drifts over into the speed lane. There's a car there. You know, the cars are in every lane. Right. Uh, and they're pretty much bumper to bumper and uh, still running, you know, 50, 55 miles an hour. And so he just drifts over, and then halfway over to the other guy's lane, he decides, oh, hey, look, I'm in the wrong lane. And he just moves over. Saw that happen twice. And the last time I saw it happen was up around uh, Gilman Honda, and a uh, guy was driving one of these gigantic, like, concrete trucks, you know? Oh, gigantic. God. And yeah. he decided he was going to drift over into the other lane, and a little like Mitsubishi or something over there, and he like, almost No signal, over. just nah. drifting. I hate that. Drifts over, you know? And then I get to this intersection where, what, 15 or so years ago, maybe 10 years ago, I don't remember, uh, a lady ran the red light in the intersection and cut my car in half and almost killed me. Oh, God. And I get to that same intersection yesterday, and I saw a truck do it. He ran the red. Now, thank God there was nobody in that intersection for him to T-bone. But he goes running through that. He's got a red light, man, a red light. And he's driving 60 or so, just ran through the red light, kept on going. That's how bad stuff happens, man. Oh, man. Driving is the most dangerous thing we do. And that, you know, I, my wife gives me a lot of crap because I drive really slow. But here's the dealio. I stay away from everybody <laughs> for this very reason. I stay as far away from other cars when I'm going anywhere as I can possibly get because it, I see it every day where people just wander into the, other, into the lane, no signal whatsoever. And, again, that's how really bad stuff happens. So crazy. I stay away from everybody, man. Well, we always ask each other, what you got going on today? What you got going on today? And this weekend, because i got a busy weekend next weekend, right. this weekend, as little as possible, you may have to punch me. N Nancy may have to punch me in the ribs to make sure I'm not doing a weekend at Bernie's thing. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm there and my sunglasses dead. She's going to have to check. I'm going to be filling out my <laughs> recliner pretty heavy this weekend. <laughs> my wife's got a busy weekend, but I don't. Uh, so that's good. There you go. Well, I'll start this how I started uh, my show this morning, and I did it a couple of times on my show, but this is how I started at 5 o'clock. Uh, I've been watching on the TV all these news reports now about how CPS and ERCOT and all the power suppliers for the state of Texas are freaked out <laughs> about the stress that's being put on the power grid right, right. now. And they've got a new push, Mr. Ryman, that they're doing where they want to control your thermostat through the Wi-Fi. And my answer to that is, hell no. You're not controlling my thermostat. You're not controlling when I flush my commode. You're not controlling when I wash my clothes or when my lights are on or off in my home. Right. That's not up to you. That is up to me. And the reason I say that is that we don't have to be doing this little trip down you know, power restriction lane right. that they've got us on right now. 
They are relying more heavily on solar and wind, and it's not working. They don't have to rely on solar and wind, and it's offensive as hell when they come to the people of this community or any community and say, if the power goes out, it's your fault because you had your AC on and your lights on in the middle of the day. That's your fault. Are, are they turning down? You know, turning up, turning down. I, I always get it mixed up. But are, are they? You know, living in seventy-five, eighty-degree weather in their homes? Are they managing their the people that put out these edicts and these recommendations? Are, are they living that way? Because I suspect they aren't. Probably not. <laughs> I bet it's that's for little people. Everything's our fault, man. Everything is our fault. Their damn windmills don't work. This this green new crapola doesn't work. It, it it requires more fossil fuels than anything else. We could fuel the entire freaking planet, and I got to make sure I'm sitting in 80 degrees in my in my living room in in 104 degree weather. So after I got off the air yesterday, after you got off the air, Biden comes back and he takes more uh, <sighs> drilling offline. Sure. Now offshore of Alaska, yeah. and I told you yesterday they're coming after the Permian Basin by putting this. They want to put this lizard out in the Permian Basin on the endangered species uh, list. All that does is put more stress and pressure on the grid. It drives up your gasoline prices. Yes. You're going to be paying eight, ten dollars a gallon by the time this crew is done with what they're doing, uh, with the screwing they're giving to the American people. And I'm not going to have it. I, I'm not going to sit in a hot, dark house. I'm not going to go back to caveman times start dragging my knuckles on the ground and going out with a club to kill a woolly mammoth to drag it home and cook it on a fire. We live in 21st right. century America. This is Texas, by God, and we're not going to live this way. Well, you know, you're, you're just a greedy energy user who doesn't care about the earth. You know, you, you little people are so greedy with your power and your AC and your cars, your earth-killing cars. Look, I, I believe the, the entire plan, I think you agree, is to crash the energy industry in this country so they can take it over. It's money and power, money and control. They want to tell you when you can and cannot take a crap. Let's be honest with you. This all kind of fo- you know follows this idea. Uh, and, and this idea that somehow they're saving the planet by forcing a technology that is, it just it can't do the job. They want to. Cr- they want the blackouts. They want people paying ten bucks a gallon of gas. They want all of that stuff. Very obviously, because there's no other explanation for this crap. They have been paying eight to ten dollars a gallon in Europe for years, right? And so Barack Obama, in his first two terms, we're in his third term right now, right? right. We're suffering through a third term. <laughs> he said America is no more exceptional than any other country on the planet, right? So. What they got to do is they have to actually destroy the economy of this country, and they're doing a hell of a job at it right yeah, now. Yeah. Destroy the economy so that we become part of this one-world alliance, and that we're all just like everybody else, and we're doing what everybody else is right. doing around the world. To hell with that. The United States is an exceptional country, and what made us exceptional is our energy independence. That's what made us prosperous, so that we could export that prosperity around the globe. Well, and we did it for a couple of years under Donald Trump. Look. One of the reasons you got Donald Trump, and they're mystified by this, they still don't get it. One of the reasons you got Donald Trump in the first place was because everything was our fault. Remember? Sure. Under Bo- of Obama, that's basically America last. You suck. It's all your fault. Come down off your high horse. You're killing the earth. You hate people. You're racist. You're phobic. I mean, people were sick of it. And I think people are sick of it now. Especially in here in Texas, South, South Texas, where you know we don't have to go through this. We don't ever have to have blackouts or, 
or problems with our grid because we've got all the energy we need. This is, We're just not using it. That's right. This is 21st century America. This is not caveman days, and they're forcing you back into the caveman well, times I, by saying you're supposed to sit in a hot, dark house, not wash your clothes, don't wash any dishes, don't flush your commode, I don't know, whatever else they want to tell you not to do right now because you're going to kill the planet if you do. That's an absolute lie from the pit of hell, and it smells like smoke. That is not true at all. You're not killing the planet by turning your lights on. And don't let them use the media like they're doing right now right. to convince you it's your fault. It's their stinking fault. They're the ones who are doing it. Well, and it wouldn't matter if we did everything they want us to do. If we were all rolling around in Amish buggies, they'd start saying, well, the horses fart too much and they're killing the planet, so you got to get out of your damn buggies. So don't think that if we all start doing what they say by you know turning off the AC and not flushing our toilets and I guess only driving when we have to or using... Whatever it is, don't think that that's going to be it. Don't think at that point when we comply with this crap that that's going to be the end of it because they'll just keep doing it. They'll just keep going and going and going. So I, I don't give a crap well, about any of it. That's, that's, the other, that's the other element to this. and that's Well, you, you will care because what they're going to do is they're going to try to take over your thermostat and they'll control your th- they're doing it to I fully expect them to do it at some point. They're doing 150,000 <laughs> people in San Antonio yeah. right now. They are controlling their thermostats and people are coming home from work every afternoon to a really hot yeah. hell house because CPS and you know ERCOT and everybody else decided to turn their thermostats up and the pro- the, the reason I keep going back to this they don't have to. You don't have to live that way, folks. Again, government is a fire. It's great as long as you control it, but once it gets out of your control, it consumes you, and that's the tipping point. That's where we are right now. This Marxist dictatorship, and Sean, let's face it, that's what this is. It's a Marxist yes, dictatorship. Yes. They are telling you, well, you can't uh, turn your AC on. You have to turn the lights off, sit in a dark house, and you can't run your clothes washer and all that crap. They're trying to control every single aspect of your life. Well, and they're going <laughs> to. You know, I mean, I, 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 there's a certain part of me that's, yeah, like, kiss my ass, and I'm not going to comply, and I'm not. But there's also a realistic part of me that's like, I'm just enjoying America for, for the time that we have it. Uh, <laughs> every single day that true. I still live in something that resembles America, I'm thankful because I think it's all going away, man. Well, I think it's all going bye-bye. What happens is republics last about 250 years. Well, we're there. We're we're at 247. Our our, our freshness date is about up, man. Yeah. All right, quick break. More Warren Rima on a Friday coming back. KTSA. Hi, Danny Bowes here from Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. With Warren Rima, KTSA. Well, I know this story is going to make you happy, and I'm sure you've already seen this. All right. There's going to be a GOP rally in South Dakota. Christy Noem is going to be there with... Donald J. Trump, and she's already being asked about the VP slot, and shes I think she's playing it very, very well. She says, well, of course I'd think about it if I was offered, uh, but basically say right now my focus is on the people of South Dakota, and I think that's, I think that's a really good way to – because obviously she's thinking about it. Sure. She was smart, and she's a very savvy person. She was smart enough to know this ain't the time for me to run for president. Correct. This is the time for me to be an ass-kicking governor of South Dakota. And she is. And she is. And now she's going to be appearing with Donald Trump tonight. I'm sure he's courting her for vice president because that would be a killer ticket, man. He's got some really good choices. He's also got Carrie Lake from Arizona who has been an ally of his who also 
would be an awesome uh, vice right. president. Tim Scott would be an awesome vice president. But as far as she's concerned, I'm looking for her direct quote here, and I can't find it. Uh, ba- basically, uh... basically, the word that she continues to use over and over again is freedom. Freedom, freedom, and freedom, and more freedom. We all should step up to make sure we're doing all that we can to keep uh, our freedoms, our values, uh, America the way it's always been in place. That's that's what she says, and that's and that's her message. She that said is her message. She ro- shows up at this bike ra- biker rally, and her first thing is she says, "Welcome to freedom." That's it. People are loving that. I think she's the one. I, I think as far as a VP choice for him, she's about perfect. She Well, she is. Yeah, she, you know, she really is. People it just, love her, man. It's just a matter of whether or not she wants to move into that position. She says she would consider it. I think she would be an awesome choice. She would serve him well, you know, much better than, yeah. than Giggles is serving uh, Joe Biden oh, right now. that whole thing. God, that, that's not even a – yeah, <laughs> that's not, I think, resembling a partnership. In and any she way, has done such a phenomenal job with that state. She would be a great president if she ever had to step – if she ever had to step into that role, well, unlike yeah. Giggles the Clown. I, I think people would feel really good about her. People who support Trump love her. I think a lot of independents would love her uh, and libertarians. So I, I, I really think she's the best choice. And she's again, she's played it. Very, she's played it very well because look, it, she says if I was asked to do it, I would do it because the country is facing a lot of bad crap, and I would want to be a part of solving that with Donald Trump. So. I think if he asks her, she agrees. Yeah. And I think she'd be a perfect choice. And as we've discussed before, kind of my dream, uh, you know, cabinet is if she's not in that role, she would be a great interior secretary or something along those lines because she gets it. She understands. And she really does understand the idea, the concept of freedom. Right. I got to tell you, man, with as free as Texas is, I never felt more free than when I went to South Dakota. That's what you've said. Uh, It's amazing. It it truly is amazing that, that it's like this. You live your life. Just don't right. hurt anybody. Right. Don't screw up anybody else's life. But you you go ahead and do your thing, man. Well, that's Just the whole concept that of is this the thing. country. It's the whole idea behind this experiment. And that's the way she was <laughs> raised. She was raised as a rancher, so she had to work. You right. Know? She, didn't, she, she wasn't born with a silver spoon or cra- crack pipe in her mouth. <laughs> Right, a silver crack pipe, like her, like like uh, Biden's son was. <laughs> right, right, we right. Got to, we got to talk about that guy here in a minute oh, too. God, but anyway, uh, she she had to earn her way up, you know, by by hard knocks, and uh, she did a great job, and she served the people of South Dakota extremely well. It's going to be fun to watch. The event's completely sold out. And by the way, we saw him go there. Re- remember when he went to Mount Rushmore? Oh yeah, and did when, that deal? Remember? Yes, and people were saying, "Well, there he is, standing with a racist Mount Rushmore." Right, and all right, that. Right. I remember that. Remember now. that? Remember that? Well, Christy Noem is a rock star, and she also looks great in a pair of overalls with a utility belt going on. She's I, doing I a lot of that, too. I love that commercial, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I think and that Them extensions aren't cheap, either. Those extensions aren't cheap. <laughs> Elaine's right, man. She knows about that. You can only get extensions in a free society, Elaine, That's where they right. allow you to buy hair extensions. And you know about lip work, too, don't you? Try, you just try, had try that done your... last week, and yeah, she knows about lip work. Yeah, we say we got to let our hair down, that's a whole different story. Try getting extensions in communist China. You're not going to get it. It's not it's probably fairly expensive. But. Now, I did mention the crackhead. So <laughs> let's talk about him for just a second before we have to break. Yeah, then we'll take a shower. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get the slime off us. So he's been given testimony in this lawsuit that the owner of the Mac shop where he dropped off the laptop is suing him, and yeah. he, he had to give some sworn testimony. In the testimony, <laughs> the crackhead, oh, he says he was embarrassed. Check this out. I'm embarrassed by the contents of 
of what's on the laptop, meaning all the nude photos and all the gun photos of him pointing at his <laughs> with a gun and all that kind of all that kind of stuff. All those photos that we saw him with a cracker. I'm embarrassed by all that, but that's not me. That's not my stuff. What? Exactly. And I don't. I didn't take that laptop into that shop, and he signed the work order. I didn't tell him. I didn't give him permission to get in that. And so as I'm reading all this stuff where he's saying, I'm embarrassed by that, but that's not me. We also know that he texted that, <laughs> those, those pictures and stuff. Yes. Everywhere. We, we know that that's his. Everybody knows that's his stuff. We know that that's his laptop. So on one hand, he is saying, that's not me, and that's, that is my laptop. Oh, wait a minute. That's not my laptop, but that is – I don't know. I'm embarrassed by that, but that's not mine. I don't know. Back and forth. And all the times that he said, I did – he obviously did this by dropping it off, but I don't remember that. You know that? This is – the clear indication of an alcoholic druggie. They do things and they don't remember. They wake up the next day and go, well, yeah, that certainly that happens. No. And I know a fair piece about that, but yeah. I, 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 he's also he was also raised by an a hole. Well, of course, who was liar. a lying jerk too, right. and and he they they really for people who lie as much as they do, right? They really suck at it. So I, I don't know to what he's trying to blame it all on 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 blackouts or on a blackout. And as somebody who's been blacked out plenty of times in my existence, you don't get into your car and go to a computer store with a laptop, drop it off, sign a work order, and then leave in the midst of a blackout. All right, you may wake up and you've said some crummy stuff to people or done some weird stuff or maybe you embarrassed yourself, you got naked somewhere, whatever. But you. You don't make a computer store run when you're so messed up you're blacked out. He's using that. I don't know why he dropped the laptop off in the first place. I guess he probably thought because he's Hunter Biden it doesn't matter and I can do whatever I want. That's what I think probably is what happened. Or he probably thought I could just leave it here and it'll go away and it'll just disappear. But in any event, they're all using this recovering drug addict crap to cover for his behavior. And I think that's a bunch of that's a crock. I really do. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, absolutely. You know what I mean? That's what they do. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. And he, you know, his dad is the is the primo liar, and so he learned it well. An apple yes, does not did. fall far from the tree. No, not in that case. And and they're just skeezy people. Yeah. So I mean, well, bottom line is, you know, people on the right are putting a lot of faith and hope in this Andrew Weiss guy, and that he's going to be convicted, and he's going. To, none of that is going to happen. He is going to be given a pass. Oh yeah. Even if he is indicted, he's going to be given a deal, man, just like he was before. So you you, you got to carry on. You got to do the best you can, as you said a minute ago you got to live your life and not worry about that don't wrap don't put all your faith and hope and trust that he's going to be going to jail oh i I, I, I don't i I don't even really follow it that closely anymore because you know nothing's going to happen to him that's right he is the very definition of privilege right bg products for your vehicle now that's a great choice right there that's a great decision you can make for your car whether you have a big truck or you got a little car or it's foreign or domestic or it's gas or diesel or whatever the bg products were designed to help your car live live longer and perform better for you out here on i-35 that i was talking about a minute ago that's jam-packed with all these cars and trucks and you're in the middle of it the heat of summer the cold dead of winter and a bg products inside your engine that's maximum protection for you that's giving you the best that can be done to protect your vehicle uh, engines these days they cost anywhere from 10 to fifteen thousand dollars depending on your vehicle and you don't want to have to replace an engine most times it's not even covered by insurance so you want to do the best to protect it bg will be the best maximum lubricity inside the engine 
and of course the best in fuel system treatment too to clean out the entire fuel system so that you're saving money whenever you fill up with gasoline or diesel whichever that's bg products you get them wherever you have your oil changed bgfindashop.com i'm getting vaccinated with prevnar 20 well it's happened again what is this these uh, snot-nosed brats that are uh, fossil fuel uh, fighters, they've done it again. You know how they block the roads? Sure. Glue themselves to stuff. Airplanes. <laughs> yeah. Stuff like that. So block the road. They've, they, you know, they've had a fun time at the U.S. Open tennis matches this week where people have been smoking dope. <laughs> One of the guy was, was hollering Heil Hitler to a German uh, tennis player. That's great. Classy. It's, Keep it classy. That's right. They kicked him out. So now they had a bunch of climate protesters, fossil fuel protesters yesterday who showed up, glued themselves to the uh, tennis courts at the U.S. Open, wearing shirts that said, in fossil fuels that were made by fossil fuels, (laughs) wearing tennis shoes that were made by (laughs) fossil fuels, using glue that was made by fossil fuels, and they want the end of fossil fuels. Listen, look, I'm totally good with this, and here's why. Because every time they do something like this, they piss off another normal, average, everyday American who doesn't know what's going on here. So you're seeing people get out of their cars and drag them by the hair. Yeah, they yeah. are. I mean, it's like this Ranger guy. It uh, yeah. was a Burning Man that yeah. just ran over their blockades. Yeah. They had people. I mean, they had old people sitting in cars yeah. in 104 degree weather. Right. They're jerks. And and you know what? They they're so low info. They they have no idea about the petroleum in their in the rubber and their freaking sneakers. <laughs> the petroleum and the freaking glue they use to glue themselves to whatever the hell. They're 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 morons. But you know what? It's that mindset that I'm going to be a famous activist. It's really about the TikTok videos. It's about the selfies. It's really just a big ego trip. And you're right. People have had enough. You you if you got to get to work. Because you got bills to pay, and there's some freaking socialist idiot liberal arts major sitting in the middle of the road. You're going to move his ass. People are done, man. So last night they got booed uh, when they went to remove them and take their, oh, really? their tennis shoes up. Oh, yeah, the people booed them because they've had enough. People are, are oh, fed I, up with this. Right, they were right. booing the protesters. No, I thought they were booing them being removed. No, they, they no, were no, booing no, no, no. They yeah. were booing the protesters, and, right. and that's good. I mean, yeah. that's, exa- I, uh, th- that's exactly what has to happen is that to wake up this country and start pushing back against all this crapola that's going on, and and that's what's going on, is they are waking people up. I said two weeks ago, three weeks ago, when they climbed on an airplane and glued their hands to the fuselage, (laughs) if Polotto needs to just get in the cockpit and go. Just take off, buddy. And and, and if you die, if you fall off a wing and die, that's on you. It's not on me. Well, you're so harsh for thinking that the pilot ought to fly with them on the wing. No, uh, I I didn't put them there. You put yourself right. there. It's up to you to get yourself off, and and that's how I feel about these these guys that block roads or go to these you know tennis matches and whatever and glue themselves right. to it. You got whatever's coming to you. And, and what do they do? The inst. I mean, what great revolutionaries. What do they do? The instant somebody starts giving them some some pushback, dragging them off the road, or kicking them out of the of the U.S. Open, what they cry and they scream. And they're, they're just so freaked out. I mean, they're, they're pathetic, man. That's right. Now, I will say this. It probably was the most interesting thing that happened at the U.S. Open. <laughs> well, if you're, maybe. Because it is tennis. <laughs> so the odd uh, Che Guevara T-shirt wearing idiot gluing himself to a net probably would be kind of interesting. Caught somebody's <laughs> attention. Right. But the point is, when, whenever they do something like this, 
then then all that does is harms their cause. They're not hurt, helping their cause at oh, all yeah. because people are looking at that crap and going, I've had enough of this. Yes, haul them out of here. Put them in jail. Well, or haul them off by their hair on the side of the right. road. Go grab them and drag them by the hair like we saw that lady do. Well, it's disgusting enough when you're trying to you know mess up a Van Gogh or a Monet. That's bad enough, okay? But for ordinary people who are just trying to get to work and pay their bills, or maybe there's somebody with a there was a, a woman with a sick kid that was trying to get to a hospital and she couldn't get across these people, you know, you're 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 really starting to piss people off because people just want to go about their business and and get to their job. I'm glad you brought up Van Gogh and Monet and all those. Who are the people that typically appreciate fine art? It's not your blue collar conservative workers. Most of the time, it's the people that are urbanites who are, you know, erudite, who appreciate good art most of the time, right? And so, and they tend to lean a little more liberal than conservative, the people who enjoy those paintings like that. So these people that are going and destroying all this fine art, yeah. they're actually harming their cause with their own allies. Well, it is weird. I mean, I because I, you're right, the arts community tends to lean left. And, uh, you know, people who are, uh, you know, I, I'm kind of an anomaly in that case, in that situation, that I'm, I'm a conservative guy for the most part. But most people who appreciate a Van Gogh or who paint or do anything artistically are liberals. And here are other liberals throwing <laughs> bags of pee at a Monet. Think about well that. Well done, man. <laughs> That's great. How does that help your yeah, cause? You really, well, because they don't care about the cause. Yeah. They really don't. They, they, they care about their little video that they're getting with them doing that or the news shot they get. That's as deep as it goes. Yeah. Man. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ever experienced one of those? We're having a lot of those lulls in the conversation where everything, everybody just goes silent and we're, we're all just kind of hanging out waiting for somebody to say something. Uh, no. It must be Friday, man. We're both thinking it's Friday. Well, it is Friday. Yes, That's it is. for sure. So, you got something you want to talk yeah, about? Yeah, uh, this is a, a very important story. This is international news. Drake, who is a rap guy, right? Mm. He's not a duck. He's he's a he's a he's a <laughs> yes. rap guy. He he uh, tweeted or xed a photo of him with his collection of bras that women throw up on the uh, on the stage. Adam, there's hundreds of them. He had his people remove them from the crates because he saves them all and had them organized on the ground behind him in pairs. <laughs> get I get it, it yeah. In pairs. Uh-huh. And uh, he took a I, – I, I don't give a crap about that. I mean, I, that's kind of cool. I mean, if people throw bras at you, you know, when you're on stage, I, I think that's a, a good thing you can throw at somebody. Uh, there are bad things you can throw at people. But his caption is what kind of mystifies me. He, he captioned the photo, and maybe, James, you're a little bit more urban than I am. Maybe you can figure this crap out. Remember when we both forgot who the blank I was in unison? That wavelength was deaf. Uh, a fool. Uh, a, I don't even know what the hell he's saying. That wavelength was deaf. Uh, this is in regards to his bras. What, what is he talking about there when he says his well, wavelength was his wavelength was deaf? Uh, deaf. No wait, that wavelength was deaf. A foolish one. Is what he said. Right. What does that mean? No, I mean he's, it's he's, always bad when a white guy reads a rap. Well, I'm trying like, to figure out what the man's... <laughs> and it sounds like poetry. Well, he's, Remember he's, when we both yeah. forgot who the blank I was <laughs> in unison? That wavelength was deaf, a foolish one. But he's Canadian, so you have to factor that in. Well, there's no uhs or a's in there. I, I just or, There's no back bacon references. I'm just... What is he... I don't even know what he means. I, 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 I'm sure he woke up this morning and said, what the hell did I write? <laughs> 
Did he have a Hunter Biden moment? Yeah, when he, he did. Was, he what was. the hell did I ride last night? He no, was... I think this makes sense to somebody, but I don't get it. Yeah. His death, the, the wavelength, which means we're on the same wavelength, right? Right. We're on the same page, right? Right. Death means positive, right? Yeah. Definitely positive. Like definitely. Yeah, definitely. So so uh, that wavelength was deaf. So we're on the same wavelength when you're throwing you, when you're tossing your bra at me, man. You you know we're on the same wavelength. I get it. I get what you're saying. You appreciate my stuff, man. I, I don't know, man. I I forgot who the blankie was in unison. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know. I guess I'm I'm not deaf. Yeah. <laughs> now has anybody here ever had anybody throw a bra at them? Yeah, but only in anger. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Elaine. Yeah. No, not Elaine. What am I asking her for? <laughs> I never throw. She I threw one at her once. Yeah, I know. And she's pretty cute. I'm sure the occasional lady is throwing a bra. <laughs> I got a girdle I can throw at you. Actually, my mom, when we would go to Kmart and you're like 14 years old, yeah. she would throw a bra at you and she'd yeah. go measure and everything. Excellent. Right there, we wouldn't even go to the dressing room. Right. Mexican mom measuring the <laughs> Standing yeah. there. Forget the dressing room. She just put it on right yeah. there. You Here. Do it. it looks good. And she's walking around with a bra on the outside of her shirt. Well, yes. Is that I what you're saying? Bra right. Well, I, I've done that before, you know. So <laughs> kind, of, kind of a cute thing to do on a Saturday night. At the shows I've been, when they throw the bra and we see who did it, then we ask them to go to the dressing room. Yeah, that can happen as well. Yeah, the last bra I saw to take my 84-year-old mom bra shopping once at the Walmart. Boy, yeah. that was fun. Yes. <laughs> right. Well, that'll keep you humble. Right. So so good, good on you, uh, Drake, for uh, throwing a, a mystery at us this morning that we can't figure out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, deaf did man. You figure it out? You're looking like you figured it out. No, I don't know what he's talking okay. about. Yeah. Well, there was another quote he had. That's funny. What? Where's your mama at? You got to send her my love. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I don't know what that boy's doing. Yeah. A little too much time in Canada, apparently. I guess so. That's pretty dull up there. <laughs> hey, tell so. your mom I'm out in the boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm out in the boat. <laughs> Excellent. So good on Drake. He's yeah. got a lot of brazeers. Well, so there you go. He's got quite the collection. He's quite, got quite the collection of boob cups. We're happy for him. He can open up a yeah. Victoria's Secret store. People only throw like rocks and stones yeah. at me. But, yeah, but you know. you know those are all used. It'd be like the Goodwill Victoria's Secret store. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, anybody buy, buy underwear at a Goodwill? You ever think about that crap for a second? Uh-oh. <laughs> Any port and storm. Well, it's not on their sign of items you can't, you know, you can't submit. So why not? You know? I like the buy one get one free sale, you know. But they're yeah. all bras. You buy half the bra, then you get the other half for uh, free. Elaine, I have a question for you. <laughs> oh God! Here Jesus. we go. Well, <laughs> one of the bra sizes thrown up that Jake has out is a forty-six J. Dang, is, is that yeah. real? Is that a real? No, that's deal? not real. No. Okay, okay. You know, it's that guy that Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins are always the talking Canadian about. Teacher. The Canadian teacher. Yeah. With Does the fake one. Z's or something like that. Jeez. That was his bra. Yeah. Oh, God. That's the teacher. Glad we're getting this off our chest. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you what they do is they bring the big fancy bra, but they don't take it off. They just bring one and throw it on yes. the stage. Yeah. So they're not throwing like, the probably. Hey. The bras they're yeah. wearing, they're not throwing. They no. still got the dogs in the yard. But they bring an extra bra and throw it on the stage. And, dogs in the yard. And it's just supposed to be sexy. And he's looking at it. And he's, keep those they're not dogs running around loose. Not, keep they're those dogs running, in the yard, man. They're, they're not running around somebody. loose. There's oh, got to be some kind of aggressive dog. Put an eye out. <laughs> not well, all I, unbridled up there at a Drake concert. Come on. <laughs>
You having fun, Trey? I'm, I'm, I'm having a ball. I'm just watching. I'm a silent observer to all of this at this point. Keep the dogs in the yard. Right. Quick break. The Ooh, days ah. are coming up next. Where in Rima, KTSA. Don't you agree that it's a wonderful thing to save a dog's life? 751. And it's Friday. The 8th of August. Or I'm sorry. I keep thinking it's August. 8th of September. Well, it still feels like August. Monday, of course, is September 11th. Uh, so we figured out, was it 22 years, I think we said? Uh, the yep. last time, the 22 mm-hmm. years since mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll talk about that a little later on. It's uh, International Buy a Priest a Beer Day. Are they so, allowed to drink beer? Yes, they are. Are, they? are you kidding me? I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> they drink, they gamble, they smoke cigarettes, they do all kinds of n- nice, fun stuff. So they what you're saying is priests are not Southern Baptists? No, they're okay. not. So, you know, uh, buy a hard-working priest a beer if you get a chance today, man. <laughs> Say Hail Mary. Uh, Let's see. This is interesting. National Clean Out Your Garage Day. You got to clean out your gear, some stuff in your garage. Yeah. Yeah, It's not too bad, but it needs needs a little touching up. My wife's been doing that for the past six months. (laughs) She's the one who does that. We uh we have like a little garage now because we turn the the bulk of the garage into a room, an extra room, and so we have this little garage that's only about. I don't know, four feet wide. You know, we got everything, all the crap packed in there. And uh, when I go, my wife gets pissed off at it because when I go in there and I need something, I just start rummaging through crap. I'm one of those guys yeah. and I don't put anything back. Yeah. And she's got OCD, so all the boxes have to be stacked precisely. Exactly how you so want So it, yeah. it, it's always an issue. When I, I, whenever she sees me going in the direction of the garage, she's like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Let me get it. It's uh, Wonderful Weirdos Day. Wonderful Weirdos. So Good. love a weirdo today, man. Give him a big bet. old hug. And finally, Wiener Schnitzel Day. You like, are you a fan of Wiener Schnitzel? There used to be a Wiener Schnitzel over here on Parent Bottle. I don't know if it's still over there or not. And it was really popular back in the day. Right. This was, I don't know, uh, 10, 15 years ago. It was uh, really a popular place to go. I love German food, man. Yeah. I love Wiener Schnitzel. My buddy Randy uh, uh, makes does his own homemade Wiener Schnitzel. And it's the best stuff in the world, yeah. man. So, so for, for those who aren't cultural, what is it? Wiener Schnitzel is kind of like a sausage, but it's pounded flat mm-hmm. uh, and then deep fried. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a batter, uh, and or baked or be- deep fried, and then you, uh, you eat it with a nice thick brown sauce, and it's just a little bit of heaven. What's the stuff you eat it with? There's a, a they they make a, a noodle out of uh, there's a, a gazpacho, I think it's called or whatever, and so you eat it with these these kind of weird looking noodles. But well, it's October just, is coming. I love Wiener Schnitzel, man. Right, October. October. As far as I know, this, unless it's been canceled. No, this, that's uh, right. Worst fest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. As we did, we have it last year. I don't. Even yes, sir. Yes, yes. You sir. Bet. Well, yeah, because they had the fire. Had the, the fire. Before. Fire. Then COVID. And, right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. now everything's back to normal. Yep. German food is just very hearty. You know, that's what I think I, I like about it the most. It's, it's, it's very, very hearty. hearty, stick to your ribs kind of. German food. people are very stick to your ribs, hearty people. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. What yeah, the well, hell yeah. does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> what does that even mean? German just... food is very similar to Amish food. Yeah, it's a little more fun, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't take much. I was going to say, true. do they almost drink beer out of steins? <laughs> no. no, they don't drink beer. They, they get messed up on Kool Aid. You know, they have a big old Kool Aid keg party. 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> and that that's that's the difference between Germans and everybody else. Beer out of Steins and a oh, lot man. of beer. When, yeah. Which I have been at the Words Fest and actually watched the Stein be put away and straight out of the pitcher. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, oh, I don't need that Stein anymore. It's just give me another pitcher. They love their beer, oh, man. They love their beer. This Stein is slowing me down. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, that's that's pretty much all we have. Again, September 11th is uh, now. Are you? I, I'm kind of looking at it this year because there seems to be two kinds of people: uh, folks who, when September 11th rolls around, they they watch all the shows, all the documentaries, and they think about it and they reflect on it. Then there are people who, no, I'm going to go out and live my life and and not think about it and 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 not obsess on it because, in a sense, the bad guys win, right? So people seem to break into those two groups i've always classically been the guy that i do i sit and watch the documentaries every year do you i do and i i i, I have that was a uh you know a hell of a time and uh, uh i'm just one of those people that i i don't want to forget i want to relive it i yeah. think it's important for me that doesn't mean i i think everybody should do that i i don't you know anybody who says no i'm not doing it yeah i totally get that right you know, but for me, yeah, I do. I, I kind of wallow in it. Yeah. Well, we're going to spend some time Monday talking about it, obviously. But, you know, it's, you know, to each his own, like you're right. saying, everybody can make their own decision as to what they do. I do a balance of both mm-hmm. where I will never forget and uh, and pass that on to future generations. Right. I was reading this morning about recruitment being way down in the military. Right. And uh, schools and higher learning have stolen patriotism away from generation z they're just not american lovers like we grew up being it's not there yeah but also another problem they're having with recruiting young people into the military these days is they've never been through a 9-11 they've never been through something like what we've been through in our lives and so they don't have this sense of man we have got to come together to protect what we have and defend what we have now right the only thing they have is the trash that's been stuffed into their heads about how much america sucks well, yeah, and, and the one thing I noticed a few years ago with the younger folks is that they, they really, even the images of September 11th are not are not pow- nearly as powerful to them as they are to us. Because when we went, when we saw that happen, that was the first time anybody had seen anything like that. Right. I mean, it was really hard to wrap your mind around the, the scope and vastness of it. And yet, these kids today, they, they see that in their video games. They see that in their Dwayne Johnson right. movies. They, they see whole cities crumbling into ruin as a matter of course. So right. I noticed years ago that it really doesn't impact them the way it does us. So they haven't had one of those, but they've also been taught that why, why would you defend a, a place as horrible as the United States? And that's, right, that's right. what they're taught. And so oh, they're sure. having a hard yeah, time recruiting yeah. them. But as far as 9-11 is concerned, they didn't live through it, so that they don't have a reference point to how... What that means, you know, and the well, rallying. Yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Yeah. How the yeah. visually, oh, like sure. they're completely inured to it. Yeah, it's it's like, day. well, I see that. All I see worse, you know, yeah. than that. And I'll, you know, in an Avengers yeah, movie. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> no, that's right. Exactly you know. right. And we watch that live. So anyway, okay, quick break. More wearing rhyme coming up. KTSa. Here is a proverb for today from the Hebrew script. They're playing our song. It's our song right there. They're playing our song. <laughs> it's Friday. <laughs> it is Friday. Yes, it is. So. Not only the southern border being overrun by more than 200,000 per month, but also the northern border. This fiscal year alone, there have been as many encounters along the northern border as the past 10 years combined. (laughs) 
Joe Biden has opened up hell on the United States and his uh, his lust to destroy the country. Right. He has imported uh, 7 million homeless people. Among those homeless people, not all of them, but among those homeless people include terrorists, drug runners, uh, human traffickers, right. uh, murderers, rapists, just a few of the types that he has right. imported in the country. So I got a homeless po- population problem all over America. We talk about it here in San Antonio, but like up in uh, Chicago, O'Hare is a homeless camp. The it's airport horrible. So what the uh, governor up there or the uh, mayor is doing right now in Chicago, he's setting up tents to move people, in, homeless people and and immigrants, right. you have to be an immigrant, into these tents before winter hits. <laughs> um, this is a problem in every major city across the country. Mayor Adams in New York. Oh, God. He lost it yesterday. <laughs> he did, man. And uh, in cut number three here, he's damn liar, and I'm going to prove it in a minute. He took in after our governor here in Texas yeah. and called him a madman. Here's the cut. We turned this city around in 20 months. And then what happened? Started with a madman down in Texas, decided he wanted to bus people up to New York City. 110 thousand migrants liar we have to feed clothes house educate the children liar wash their laundry sheets (laughs) give them everything they need health care liar and this team here we stated let's do everything possible so then he went on to talk about how you know all these people are going to destroy they're destroying new york's going to be destroyed trey and um, he said now we're getting people from venezuela oh my god and we're getting people from russia and we're getting people from China. We're getting people from everywhere. Why are all these people coming to New York? Well, sir, let me just remind you, when you ran to be the mayor of New York City, you ran on a sanctuary city policy. What you <laughs> said during your campaign, not only is New York City a sanctuary city, but I'm going to increase the numbers that are going to come here. That's what you said. Of course, he didn't mean it. He's just a lying-ass well, politician. Not, yeah. But let's, let's correct the numbers here. He said that Greg Abbott sent 110,000 up there. It's a damn lie. I'll tell you the truth. We sent 13,300 to New York. <laughs> now, in total, Greg Abbott has sent 35,000 to different cities, 11,300 to D.C., 6,700 to Chicago, 2,600 to Philadelphia, 1,000 to Denver, 480 to L.A. So the rest of those numbers, if you're dealing with 110,000 in uh, New York, Mr. Mayor, the rest of them came from El Presidente, your president yeah. from your party, who has been flying them into these cities in the dark of night. And now Joe's answer, his fix for this is he's going to make these illegal immigrants stay in Texas. <laughs> That's what he said. Well, what, of course. What they said yesterday is that they're going to put GPS monitoring devices on them. It's all about, It's never going to happen. It's all a bunch of crap. But they're going to put them on uh, GPS monitoring devices to make them stay in the state of Texas so that they're not shipped off to other sanctuary cities across the country. This is so pathetic. It's such a pathetic display. Even Look, at least the governor of New York is going, oh, oh, oh we welcome people. Uh, they're really at loggerheads, those two. Uh, over this issue, but he's making an ass out of himself. He says Greg Abbott's a madman while simultaneously saying, oh, these immigrants are taking up all of our services here. They're running the t- running uh, over the town. You may not be able to get an ambulance in NYC because of all these. 
what the hell do you think's happening along every border town and city in Texas right now? Mm-hmm. So Greg Abbott is no more a madman than Eric Adams because Eric Adams is complaining about the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. And you're right. Biden ships people 24-7 largely uh, to places where he thinks it'll help him politically. Uh, so not to mention Eric Adams is getting what we get in like a month, right? I mean, what he's got total when you're looking at 10,000, 15,000 people coming over uh, every few weeks. No, he's, he gets, he says, he says he has 110,000 up there. He's full of crap. We get 200,000 a month. A month. More than 200,000. Like last month it was 247,000. A month. He has a total of 110,000. Total. Total. But see, here's the thing, though, and this is where, again, the information uh, that, that people are going to receive. If you're, I imagine if you're watching any media out of New York, uh, just uh, like the national media, uh, mostly all of it, whether you're talking about the networks, you're talking about cable, okay, first off, there is no migrant crisis. There, there's no migrant crisis on the southern border. This is a MAGA thing. This is people, uh, you know, uh, uh, pumping something up that does. I've heard that so many times from people on the on the uh, East Coast. Oh, it's a made-up crisis. These are simple refugees trying to escape oppression, blah, blah, blah. But again, the, the, the deep hypocrisy of Eric Adams losing his S because he gets a thimble full of these people uh, compared to what we're getting here in Texas, it, it's a farce, man. It's beyond farce. But... The people in that part of the world have no idea. They they hear that crap 24-7 from their own media. So, yeah, they think Greg Abbott's nuts and he's heartless. You know, he puts up these killer buoys uh, in the Rio Grande. He ships them all off heartlessly to New York where they don't have the infrastructure to deal with them. New York City. I mean, you know, there's so many things wrong with what he's claiming. It's 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 beyond belief. But a lot of people do believe it. Will buy into this. Well, if if Greg Abbott is a uh, madman for sending thirteen thousand up there, my math is not the best. But if he's got a hundred and ten thousand, that means somewhere around ninety eight thousand or so right. was sent there by Joe Biden. <laughs> so who's the bigger madman? Well, yeah, okay? I mean, you sort of have and to live there. When man. is he going to call Joe Biden a madman? Never, because no. he's in the same party. So he's got to blame it all on Greg Abbott, and that's all he's doing here. He's playing a sleight of hand game. As Democrats always do, they always do this, to blame everything on Greg Abbott. All oh, the 110,000 you see sleeping on the streets, pooping on every right. street corner, taking your school. You know, the big story this week was those kids started to school in New York, <laughs> and, and the migrant children are going into the schools now, and they don't have their vax records because they're not vaxxed. Right. So they're taking God knows what disease into these schools, and that was the big thing he had to deal with this week. And they came from Joe Biden, sir. They didn't come from us. Only a handful came from us. The rest of them came from Joe Biden. And by the way, you swore you were going to be a sanctuary city mayor. So be one. Shut up and do your stinking job. Well, but but that's that, and that's the real hypocrisy of the whole thing. All of these, whether it's Eric Adams or Whitmer or any of them, they all ran on sanctuary city stuff. Nuremberg himself, when we first went into the the arguments over a state law banning sanctuary city status for the cities of Texas, Nuremberg couldn't shut up about sanctuary city status. They all run on that. If one thing has been revealed with this this illegal immigrant crisis, 
It's how deeply full of crap all of the governors of these states and the mayors of these states who can't shut up about sanctuary city status and how heartless all these conservatives are, and yet they don't want them, man. They very obviously don't want those people in their front yard. So what we're dealing with now, and this again, uh, the theme in my mind lately has been that this administration is intent on destroying the country. It's, it's plain and simple. Uh, that's that's what they're doing, whether it's cutting off the oil in Anwar, oh, whether it's attacking yeah. the Permian Basin by putting a lizard on uh, you know, the endangered species list, letting seven, more than 7 million homeless people. Those people didn't have homes, right? Right. And, and they're criminals, some of them. <clears throat> some of them are criminals. Some of them are you know, human traffickers, drug traffickers, rapists. They're, think about what's going on in Pennsylvania right now, okay? They got this guy that escaped from prison by climbing oh, the wall in, in Pennsylvania. And how many millions and millions and millions of dollars in the past three days has Pennsylvania, the people of Pennsylvania, had to spend looking for this dirt bag who should have never been in the country in the first place? Well, you know, you, you, that's what a lot of people in this country support. They uh, tacitly they support it, based upon politically who they support. So if you're if you're somebody who yeah, despite Eric Adams, but if you're, you're if you're somebody who's saying trying to do anything about the border is horrible and 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 heartless and whatever. Okay, you also have to accept the idea that if you support what's going on uh, along the border by supporting Biden and supporting politicians who support it, well, you're supporting trafficking. You support slavery. You support all this horrible crap that happens to people as a result of that open border. You really can't get away from that. They don't accept it, but it's true. I'll take it. This is an inconvenient truth, but I'll take it one step further. If you voted for Joe Biden, you, with your vote, are responsible for a lot of this crap that's going on, whether it's the human trafficking, the drug trafficking, the ch- the child trafficking, this killer that's climbing walls to get out of prison right. that kill- mercilessly killed people in Pennsylvania. That's why he was in jail. Right. The one who raped and killed the 11-year-old over in Houston. This is what you voted for. You voted for a man who did this to your country. That's what you voted for. So you have to be res- you have to wear the responsibility of that. Well, I, I may disagree because I don't know. I don't know if people when they voted for him originally knew that this is what was going to happen. That this is what they were going to do. I'm more pissed off at the people who continue to support him and continue to support this stuff because they're Democrats. There's probably a fair amount of people out there with buyer's remorse the, the who, only th- who, who voted for Biden and then all this crap happened. They're like, what the hell? That might be the case, but I do remember clearly, and we'll pull the sound, during the debate, during the primary, before he was even right. selected to be the nominee, he said, he said, I want a surge at the border. Well, that's he used true. the word yeah, surge. We yeah. can pull the sound. Right. I want you to come. I want, and I came on the show the very next day, and I said, I looked at the Pew study. The Pew study said if you open the border and tell people to surge here, there are fifty-two million, <laughs> fifty-two right, million right. from around the globe who are going to come. That was a Pew study, and Pew's a left-wing organization. So the people who actually watched that debate and paid attention to what he right. said. Now you're right. A lot of people well, may that, not have paid attention, but he did he, state he was going to open the border. That's a fair point because he did campaign on that. So it's a fair point that you vote. This is what you voted for. Absolutely. Yeah.
You so. got it. And if you're support, yeah, like you say, if you're supporting him now, uh. you're you're supporting you are supporting a continuation and even a worsening, I would say, of these policies. Because if he gets reelected, then all bets are off. Oh, yeah. Just like Obama told Medvedev, man, to make sure you tell uh, Putin I can I got to play it cool right now because I'm running. <laughs> but right. once I'm reelected. All bets are off. He's going to do it. Even the, the border will not exist. Oh, it barely exists now. Right. If not for Greg Abbott. Exactly. So. Back in just a second, uh, where in Rama KTSA? According to NHTSA, a new car crash is reported. Dot com. It's eight twenty-two. We are where in Rama. Man, this uh, this story about the uh, the actor from that '70s show is just really creepy, man. This this guy, Danny Masterson, and I and all full disclosure, I never watched the show. Me either. I My kid no was idea. a big fan of it, but I, I a lot of very popular show. Yeah. Now, the few times I did see it, it's a very funny show. Is it? I thought it was. You know, it was clever. It had a clever premise. I just, I'm not a big sitcom guy, so I never saw it. Can I ask you a quick question? Is that the one that had Demi Moore's ex-husband? What was his Ashton name? Ashton Kutcher. He's in that right. show, right? Was that him? Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't him. Was it him? It was, remember. and now he's, oh, yeah, and now Mila he's married Kunis, to Mila Kunis. Who was on the show. Yeah, they've got kids. Tommy Chong was on the show. Can okay, I but he was, Tommy Chong But that back. was Ashton Kutcher's show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, he was on it. it I was, never watched it. It so. was about a bunch of young people growing up in the 70s. And it was uh, funny. It was very, uh, what I saw was very funny. Well, one of the actors, Danny Masterson, uh, just got sent away for 30 years for two counts of rape. Two different women who claimed, uh, I think back in the early double O's when the, when the show was actually on, uh, that he raped them. Uh, and I didn't know this angle of it, but apparently he was a Scientologist. Mm-hmm. And the Church of Scientology, and I use that term church very loosely. Yeah, right. Uh, and they, one thing, you know, I've, I have done a lot of study on them. They have a lot of lawyers. They have a lot of money. And I guess they were protecting this guy uh, for a long time. Yeah. And Leah Remini has come out, uh, who was big anti-Scientology. She was in that uh, community for a long time. And she says this is great because uh, the Scientologists didn't protect this guy, implying also that it must go on a lot more than we realize. Right. But you know, I, I'm, I'm glad if you know he's guilty of these things, he's going away. Yeah. But I wonder. You also have to wonder now what that must suck for the rest of the cast of that show, because you wonder if that's going to s can any reruns of the show. Well, that's a good question. Remember when uh, Robert Blake was uh, up for? Oh yeah. Murdering that woman uh, and and His wife, that, the, the, the uh, yeah the, the yeah the yeah, re, and the reruns which Beretta was one of my favorite shows yeah. went away. You just mm-hmm. never saw another rerun of Beretta again. I wonder if this. If the same impact happens with reruns of this show. Yeah, I, I mean, the cult of, of Scientology on, uh, and L. Ron Hubbard, I haven't done all that much study about it, but what I have seen is it's basically driven by celebrity money. It's right there. I've, I've seen the place because I've been in They in court celebrities Hollywood. like yeah. Tom Cruise. Right. Yeah. Well, and John Travolta. John Travolta. There's a whole bunch of Mimi them. Mimi Rogers. Yeah. I mean, we could go on and name names of all the, the big uh, big ones that are in it. And they rely. Tom Cruise, as you mentioned, right. a lot of his money has gone into the cult, and and they do protect their own. There was something about the leader at one time, and some charges that people were saying about him, and he disappeared. He's been gone for years. Scavey, kind of, yeah, he kind of fell Dave off Muscavy. the world or something. Yeah, they, they got can't somebody find else him. doing stuff now. Right, uh, but it, it's a very strange. They own all of L.A. I mean, they own buildings. Yeah, I wanted to say that. Buildings everywhere, and law firms. And I remember when, uh, I forget what the, the actual story was when I was in Denver, and we were going off on Scientology, all of us were a lot, and they were like, hey, be careful, because these guys got lawyers. Yeah, they'll sue you. And they'll sick a lawyer yeah. on you. And, and you know, what, what, what the thing about Scientology is L. Ron Hubbard, 
was a failed science fiction author. Yeah. He was one of those guys that would pump out these little dime novels uh, in the 50s and 60s, and he never made any money out of it. And then he, he invented a religion. Called Dianetics. And if you look at Dianetics and Scientology, if you look at Scientology, a lot of it is very science fiction-y in, in what they actually believe. Yeah, right. Uh, so it, they're, they're just bad people. Well, didn't, <laughs> so Leah Remini came out, and she like was on the run from them for a while because she was talking about death threats. I remember her being on TV saying she'd received right. death threats from them, some of the members and all. You know, you're going to disappear. Nobody's ever going to find you. She was saying stuff oh, like yeah, that. Oh, they, yeah, they, they threaten people that leave. Yeah. It's really bad. And uh, Dianetics was a different thing. Dianetics was a... Uh, oh, uh, that was the, the, the book, right? No, no that's not... So Scientology is L. Ron Hubbard, who uh, up to that... Oh. Dianetics was another guy. That was oh, another book. Oh, okay. I thought he wrote uh, uh, My mistake, sorry. No, no. L. Ron Hubbard, again, was a failed science fiction author who who didn't start making money until he invented Scientology. Hmm. And uh, uh, most people who are in Scientology are, are not Tom Cruise. They're not treated like Tom Cruise. They're actually very controlled, uh, the rank-and-file members of that of that organization. And and it's a, there's a lot of scary stuff that goes on with them, a lot of scary stuff. Yeah. So I'm glad, according to Leia Remini, I'm glad that this guy, uh, you know, got some justice yeah. there. Google says Dianetics was L. Ron. Was it Dianetics? The modern science of mental health or something. Oh, I'm wrong then. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. Anyway, it, it, it doesn't matter. Your point about this guy being protected by them, yeah. because when you think about it, didn't you say it was the early double O's when, this, when these people made these yeah, accusations? Yeah, I, I think it was when the show was, I don't even remember when the, when, about when yeah. the show was coming out, and he was suddenly a big star. Yeah, so here we are in uh, 23, and he's just now yeah. going to prison for it. He must have been protected pretty well. Well, yeah, because I don't think the allegations were new. I don't think they just suddenly came out and said this. So I, I think this has been a long, drawn-out battle. I just saw on Daily Mail earlier this morning his wife is Bijou Phillips, and she's a star of some kind, too. Right. I guess. I guess. Some, I don't know anything some, about her. Some sort but... of star, and she's all upset because now she's going to be a single mom and have to raise their kids by herself, and she'll never see him again. And there was supposedly some sort of big scene at the courthouse yesterday with her saying goodbye and him blowing a kiss to her, and I don't know, who knows, whatever. It's all just creepy. Hollywood yeah. people are creepy, just well, in general, man. <laughs> isn't that the truth? <laughs> they really are some creepy people. They are just weirdos. Yeah. So. so I don't know, but anyway, that that was the big Hollywood story. Other than well, yeah, uh, well, Jimmy Fallon, if he raped two women, he deserves to go away well, for yes, thirty years, yeah, probably absolutely. longer than that. Bijou's the daughter of musician John Phillips. Oh, oh wow. well, there's your weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> but great music, wonderful right. music, but what a weirdo! <laughs> they all are, man. Remember McKenzie's story about him? Oh God! Ooh, wow. I'd rather not. Yeah. <laughs> really. Hey, we'll talk about Amogee Bank here. I, I heard from my friend David McGee earlier this morning. We were kind of going back and forth, some text messages and stuff like that. He's a true friend. He's a great leader at Amogee Bank. He is the president of Amogee Bank, and they are here to take care of all of your family banking needs from start to finish, from the word go to finish. They'll do it all for you. They'll even show you right now how your money, you can put your money to work for you, earning money. Now, all the smart people tell you the way to make money is to put your money to work for you so that it's making money for you when you're asleep. <laughs> That's the key, right? And at Amogee Bank, they can do that for you. They've got ways of making that happen for your family. If you're looking for things like debit cards because kids are going off to college their first time or whatever, you know, they can help you with all of those types of accounts, uh, credit cards, so on and so forth. But when it comes down to a bank that can really guide your family along the financial path, help you protect your money and earn more money, turn to Amogee Bank. It's true also with family-run businesses. I have personal experience with that, obviously. 
and they can help your family-run business deal with the challenges of being in a family-run business and actually help your family-run business grow and earn more money. They have more than $12 billion in assets. They're all strong, solid, and firm at Amogee Bank. More than 80 branch locations around, or you can do all your banking online at Amogee Bank. Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing limit. Don't you agree that it's a wonderful thing to save a dollar? 36, it's Friday, and we are wearing Rima on KTSA. So, I'm old enough to remember July, the summer, anyway, of 2022. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, great summer. <laughs> and, and I remember Joe Biden at a car show where they were talking a lot about electric vehicles. And Scott Pelley from San Antonio, by the way, right. from 60 Minutes, was there with him. And Joe claimed victory over the virus. We have we have vanquished the virus. You know, the virus is no longer a part of our lives. It's gone. Right. Just pretty interesting that this week his wife ended up with the virus. I thought he had killed the, he killed the virus, you know. No, apparently not enough. Apparently not. <laughs> She's uh, now supposedly virus free, tested virus free. Yesterday when he left mm. for Vietnam, I, you know, I also wonder it was at the same moment when he was getting on the plane that she tested free of the virus. So I wonder if if, if she's just using that as an excuse to not be around him. But that's another point. I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's another point altogether. All right. The point is, yesterday we were talking about J.D. Vance, senator from Ohio, that introduced this Freedom to Breathe Act, oh, yeah. which yeah. would block the vax and the mask mandates. Right. Ed Markey, you don't get any more of a Democratic Marxist dictator than Ed Markey. He stood up and said, oh, no, the American government needs to have that in its toolbox to fight the virus when the virus, when the virus comes back. We need to be able to have that. Now, look, my point is, and I've always had this stance, you're not gonna, nobody's going to change my mind about this. First of all, this is Democrat Marxist dictatorship that they're trying to yeah. install in the United States where the government controls every aspect of your life, from the car you drive to when you, what kind of a ceiling fan you have. Every aspect of your life is going to be controlled by the government if you allow it to happen. You can control this fire before it gets out of hand, but you have to do it, ladies and gentlemen. But with him and him, you know, what he was saying yesterday about this, here's my point. If masks work, then wear one. Then you are protected. You don't have to worry about what anybody else does. Yeah, why would you? You don't have to. If they're that damn effective. They are effective, right? And you believe they are. So if Mr. Markey and Mr. Biden and anybody else who's pro-mask, if you believe they work, then go ahead and wear it. And you don't have to wonder whether anybody else or worry whether anybody else is. Same thing with the vax. If the vax works... Then go ahead and get poked. Get poked five thousand times. I don't care. You look like a pincushion. Right. <laughs> Just get poked. Poked away. But you, at that point, you don't have to worry about what anybody else does. So why, why need you do a mandate if you're fine? You've got yourself covered. Because it's all about the mandate. Of course it is. It's all about the the masks and the vaxes are just tools of the mandate. It's all political. It's all economic. You know, you you, you we go back in time and we look at the beginning of this thing. Uh, when we first started talking about it, we started talking about China. Uh, and at the time, China was having a pretty rough ride with the Trump administration. I th- th- This whole thing came together too perfectly. I mean, you look at what's going on right now. Obviously, they want to roll out the COVID again for the election. Obviously, they want to freak people out and, and get them back in the masks and get them back staying home, you know, and uh, and, and, and getting the vax, which... Look, if you've been paying attention at all over the past few years, you see all these young, healthy people falling over, dead of mm-hmm. massive cardiac events. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and the only thing different is the vax. Mm-hmm. No, I, I ain't getting I ain't getting no more of those shots. But point being, I, I I think it's all a big Chinese takeover. I mean, to a certain extent, COVID and China are directly linked with members of our own government. Fauci, you know, is only the guy that we that we see, as you say, above the watermark, but. There's a whole lot of folks invested in this COVID thing, whether it's the vaccines or, or whatever, masking people up to cheat an election. And I, I think this time out, I, I, we've been talking about this all week. I, I don't think people are, I mean, the Stooges, yeah, they never took off the masks, but I don't think people are going to go with it, <laughs> go for it again this time out. I really don't. Ted Cruz said yesterday these rules are about controlling people, whether it's mask mandates, yeah. whether it's vaccine mandates, whether it's having the 437, 437th booster, enough is enough, and we're going to have the most deadly coronavirus variant yet is coming out <laughs> in one year. It's going to be called the election variant. That. that was br- He's right. <laughs> That's all it is. It's the election variant. Look, it worked for him. <laughs> yeah. The first time out, it worked like gangbusters, right. man. It, it was great for China. It was great for all these scumbag politicians. Well, let's that call it what it Donald, is. Didn't want Donald Trump back in the office. That's right. Let's call it what it is. It's the same thing as climate change. It's a moneymaker for these people, all right? So it's also political. Money it's, and it's, control and yeah, politics. Yeah, sure. all of that. But there's people making a crap ton of money off of coronavirus, off of COVID. And the way that works is you've now got a new vaccine coming out this month. They say they're going to have it ready. In order to get people to take it, you have to scare the spit out of them. And so that's what they're doing right now is, oh, it's back, and it's back with a vengeance, and you need to put your mask on because it's back. And the whole thing is being funded by Big Pharma to scare people to go get a shot. And here's what I say. I'll say it again. This is free America right now. Right now, it's free America. That's right. So you know what? If you want a shot, go get a shot. Then don't. After you've had the shot, you don't have to worry about what anybody else does because you're protected. And the same is true with the mask. But I'm telling you, it's just like climate change, right? I believe when Barack Obama said in his second term that – the climate change was the number one issue. Remember when ISIS was killing everybody yeah, and throwing yeah. people off of bridges yeah. and all the stuff ISIS was doing? And he was asked, Barack was asked, what's the number one issue facing uh, America today? And he said, oh, it's climate change. It's because he's making money. He's making bank on it. Well, it's, it's money, but it's also power. How do you control large groups of people? What is the best fear. way? Fear. If you look at climate change, at the heart of it is an idea of fear. Right. If you look at COVID, at the heart of it is an idea of fear. That's right. Fear is an excellent motivator for people. Now, the problem with the COVID trip, though, is that we've already been through it. Sure. And every, you know, if you're paying attention, again, you've seen all the reports that have come out, both within this country, within our own government, and internationally, that says things like, well, the freaking masks didn't do anything. Fauci himself, I mentioned this yesterday, Fauci himself said that, said as much the other week, while still saying that people need to wear masks. So I, I don't know if you're going to be able to fool as, or, or, or freak out as many people this time around as you were. Oh, climate no. change, there's really no resolution to it. You know what I mean? You can tote the cl- climate sure. change thing. Yeah, it, it, the, the, the ill effects are, are, are something that is down the road. It's, it's an endless... Uh, treadmill of, of fear mongering, but there's no resolution to it. There's nothing that's going to come out anytime soon that says, well, climate change is absolutely not real. Whereas with COVID, we've already been through it. So, so go- we know that they're full of crap with a lot of this stuff. So you go back to the fear uh, angle on this. Um, 
you can't be fearful and free. It doesn't. It, it, well, it, that's the, true. The two yeah. cannot coexist. You cannot live in fear and live in freedom. They cannot coexist. In order to be free, you have to be bold. Freedom takes yeah, boldness. Yeah, I agree with that. hundred percent. Like Chip Roy told us yesterday, you know what? It's not time to wuss out. You, you know, you, you like to talk about the Alamo. Well, those were some pretty brave guys, right? And they were probably fighting. kind of afraid, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, it could have been, but they, they didn't let that control well, their that's actions. That's the point. They didn't control their actions. Yeah. Sure, some of them were probably a little afraid of the Mexicans who were lined up outside, but that didn't make them tuck their tails and run. And, and today we have too many people who let fear control their lives instead of realizing what the fight is, and the fight is for freedom. And the two cannot coexist. You have to put the fear away. You have to control that fear if you want to be free. Well, that, that's true. And what I mean by the, the definition of courage is that despite your fear, right. you do what needs to be you done. You control it. And, and, you know, also fear is a really horrible way to live just in general. Right. <laughs> to live in fear, you know. A lot, and plus, what, what I hate about it is that a lot of the fear is contrived. They're, they're trying to make people afraid. There are plenty of people in this world who live in actual fear of, of all kinds of horrible stuff uh and, and this is being forced upon people this is not a genuine fear this is not something you should you know realistically be afraid of but that's what they want because fear once you get people afraid once they're cowed you got them you it, control them it, it, you know i've been saying all week that government is like a fire if you it's good as long as you control it but the minute you lose control of it it consumes you fear is the same way you have to control fear or fear is going to control you well, yeah. I mean, you, you, again, it's like surfing to a certain extent, right? Yeah. you got to surf the fear and live beyond it and move beyond and, it and, and if still you let, do what you have to do beyond your fear. That's right. And if fear is controlling you, you're not free. But see, well, I agree. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But that's why they want you to be afraid. That's right. I just don't think they're going to – again, their base will always be in that place. Uh, but I don't think they're going to swindle – yeah, the amount of people they did the first time out. Think, I just, I just don't. Maybe I'm wrong. No, no, no. You're not. No. Uh, think, think about. You know, you're right. Think about the the dictators, the Marxists, and the other dictators, the fascist dictators throughout history. Whether it was Mao, whether it was Hitler, whether it was Stalin, or any of the others. Think about how they control their people, and it was through fear, oh, yeah. right? And they all. Whether it's the thug that that runs the little gang down the street, right? He does it through fear and intimidation. Sure. That's what dictators do: fear and intimidation. And that's why I say they're trying to install a Marxist dictatorship in the United States oh, yeah. to control the activities of the people by fear. But you have to control it. Well, you have to control it, and you have to use the fear to destroy what's there. They got to destroy what's already here. They got to burn it all to the ground so they can rebuild it. And, you know, fear is an excellent motivator. Think about <laughs> think about our guys who fought for the founding of this country, right? No doubt some of them had fear. Oh, I'm right? sure they were terrified, but, yeah. But they were like, they were badasses too. They were like, you know what? I'm not going to let this control my life. I What I'm fighting for and what I'm standing for is far more important than what I'm feeling inside my bones. Well, and, and you're right. In the, in the state of fear, you're not independent. You're not no. free. You're not, you're not being a full human being no. when you live in fear. And and what, what what bothers me though, or what concerns me, is that you you look at what the impact fear has already had. Just some people expressing themselves. Sure. Just some people giving out or uttering certain opinions, you know. And then re there's retaliation. Cancel. So the the fear machine is already sort of in in, in is working, 
and and is revved up, man. So I, I, I we'll see what happens. And one more thing about this control versus freedom issue. Con- freedom is an everyday battle. It, it wasn't won in 1776, and now you just have freedom. A lot of people think that way. Oh, I live in America. I'm free now. I, you know, I'm here in a free country. No, it's an everyday fight that we have had since the 1700s in this country. You fight to be free. On a cons- I'm not talking about with guns and ammo and oh, all that on yeah. a consistent basis, but every day the people in power, the powerful, are trying to take your freedom away from you to control you, to control your finances and all that kind of stuff. And every day you have to fight. You have to stand up against that. Don't let them control you with fear. Don't give them the satisfaction of your fear. You know, because in this situation, your fear is a choice. That's right. If you're afraid, you're living in fear of COVID, you're living in fear of climate change or whatever, you have made an intellectual choice. That's right. And you're giving them exactly what they want. Boy, do they hate it when you don't give them what they want. That's right. When when you're not afraid, ooh, they hate that, man. Ruins their day. Uvalco is the place to go this weekend. It's test drive your Rocksore by Mahindra. The Rocksores, what a great machine. This thing is wonderful for your ranch or if you've got a deer lease. Did I say deer lease? Yes, the deer lease. Yes, it's coming up before you know it. It'll be time to get out there and bag that deer. And Uvalco has the, uh, oh, man, Rocksore. What a machine this is. Well, it's tough. It's it's uh, patterned after the old Willis Jeeps from back in the day, right? If that's what it looks like. If you want to see it, it's over on my Facebook page. And it is a dream machine. Uh, it's got that turbo diesel from Mahindra in it, and it's geared low. I'll tell you that. You know, first gear is real short. But what that means is it's got a torque, a lot of power. So if you're if you're hauling something, and you're and it might be deer corn or uh, you know whatever, uh, it's got the power to be able to haul whatever you're going to haul. At at uh, Uvalco, also they can trick it out. I mean, they can lift it. They can put the big tires on it. They can put seats in the back for a deer blind in the back. They can put the gun racks in it. They can put lights on it so you can run at night. Everything that you want, they can do it for you at Uvalco. First step is for you to test drive one, and when you buy yours. Mention Treyware, and they'll give you $300 in accessories. Whatever you choose it. You pick it. Whatever you want. If you just mention my name, when you buy your Roxor from Uvalco in Uvalde, Casterville, and in Bernie. The annoying runny nose. The constant.